I have celiac disease. Hi, I'm Lisi, and I have a gluten allergy. And this is Gluten-Free Gaming, and today we are playing Disco Elysium. Yay! But first, <laughs> let us do our checkpoint. Yeah, so this past week I've basically nonstop been playing Disco Elysium, so that's fun. Um, it's really great. I highly recommend it. Before we get into any of the spoilers and anything, uh, definitely recommend if you haven't played it before. It's very fun, um, and it just kind of absorbed me So until I had finished it. So that's most of what I've been doing this week. Um, do I have any interesting other things that have happened? I don't think so. You had a doggy. Well, but I think you can. That'll be like your, uh, probably my achievement is like getting uh, okay, a dog. doggy's an yeah, achievement. Yeah, I think. I think that's an achievement, okay. right? Like in The Sims, get an animal. <laughs> don't kill it. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, my checkpoint. I finished a book that took me a freaking month and a half to read. Nice. Like, my roommate read like five books in the time it took me to read this one book um it was very long it was called Gideon the Ninth um it wasn't like that long it was like 500 pages it's a lot um and it was so good it's like sci-fi fantasy lesbians necromancy um in space and it's just so it was so good like the story was amazing I thought it was going to be a little cheesy um there's a lot of like meme lines in it but I thought it was just really good so yeah finish that one that was nice Nice. I'm glad you liked it yeah I have I read most recent book that I read was Catcher in the Rye actually I reread it because I was like I haven't read this in years I feel like it reads differently as an adult for sure it definitely does I like it more as an adult yeah it like it has more nostalgia for me like whereas like the first time you read it if you're in high school it's just kind of like oh yeah this is me I'm you know a depressed teenager it's fun and then as an adult you're like oh I'm like a low-key depressed adult like and I remember being a depressed teenager this is fun so it's a good time yeah absolutely um it is currently 7 a.m and in my neck of the woods and it is still dark out yeah I kind (laughs) of hate that how like the days get shorter anyways spring is the superior season if I didn't have (laughs) spring allergies oh poor baby it's got allergies to everything including the weather um love it okay I think we can get into Disco Elysium now, if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Disco Elysium is a 2019 point-and-click RPG, originally for the PC and Mac in 2019 and 2020. And then in 2021, it was released uh, as the final cut. So it's Disco Elysium, the final cut. And that is on all consoles. As of 2021, of March, I think, it was on um playstation and then in october it went on to xbox and switch and um i played this on xbox and lisi played it on switch so awesome <laughs> yeah we can compare the performance because the switch had some performance issues for sure i can imagine i the performance was perfect on the xbox slay smooth awesome i loved it it worked just so well um Love that. i also i did play it when I was uh, sitting closer to my TV um, 
or where when my couch was like way closer to my TV. Now my couch is very far away from the TV and I cannot read anything on the screen. Amazing. <laughs> and so I'm going to have to start playing video games like crouched right up to the TV to start being able to read because I started playing Death Stranding mm. and there's so much writing in the game that I cannot read. It's like the smallest font. It's terrible. Sad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there's a lot of reading in the game, but it's also fully voice acted. Yeah, it's really great. The voice acting is amazing. There is like a million lines of dialogue. Not not exaggerating, literally a million lines of dialogue in this game. That's a lot. Um, and for the final cut, they had every single line voice acted. Um, for the original game, it wasn't all voice acted and you can play with three different kinds of voice acting. So you can play with the classic. So that's like how it was in the original game. You can play with just your mental uh, voice acting. So whatever uh, is going on inside your head. And then you can play with the full voice acting, which is definitely like the superior way to play, for sure, in my opinion. But it's whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah. This game won so many fucking awards. Um, it deserved them. T. It it deserved every single one. Like most of them were for narrative, which is great. Um, someone for music. The music is awesome in the game, so I get it. Um, it's definitely good, like study music and like chill vibe music. Yeah, I also love the like iconic horns whenever you're in like the mainland. Oh yeah, it felt good. <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah, this is nice. This is very very on point for the aesthetic. It was yeah, it um such a good game, such a good game. We're gonna say that like a billion times, but. It's an amazing game. Really good. Um, in 2020, it was announced to have a television adaptation, um, but I assume because of COVID, it got put on the back burner. I also don't love, I'm just like tired of adaptations, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm going to love it, but I probably will. But I am just like tired of adaptations <laughs> a bit. Yeah. I mean, like I've heard a lot of like TV adaptations of movie, like of video games, get like announced and then just never happen. So it's given that it's already been two years and there's like no updates, I would assume this to be in a similar state. Because like a lot of the times, what will happen when those rumors start is like somebody will buy the rights to it, just in case they mm-hmm. ever have the time and money and like the demand. Yeah, to and make the, like, and buying the rights is completely different than making the adaptation. Yeah, for sure. It's just kind of like a oh, well, we want to be able to do this just. If we feel like it, and then they never. Feel- we don't want anyone else to do exactly. It, basically, yeah. Um, I think that I don't know. Like the Last of Us TV show is coming out. Um, I haven't played the Last of Us yet, but I don't know. I don't know if it needs it. I don't know if it needs the TV adaptation. I don't know. I think that there's something to be said for TV adaptations because, like, a lot of video games. I think for people who don't play video games, a lot of video games have like really great stories that don't get noticed in like traditional forms of media and pop culture they just don't get referenced outside of like gamer culture um and i think that exposing more people to those stories is a good thing but um, there's also definitely a barrier to entry in a lot of games yeah like there's a skill level that it's just like okay well the story might be amazing but if you can't get past something or if you're not super like hand-eye coordinated and you don't really like games and you're just never going to experience it i mean that being said playthroughs exist you can watch somebody else play it which is already a very popular form of media but um but not everybody you're not experiencing it yourself yeah and, and not everybody wants time and not everybody wants the commentary too so like if you just want to experience the story for yourself just kind of like unedited unchanged then if you wanted to experience things you'd experience them <laughs> um no anyways so i think if they do a faithful adaptation and it's like a good job sure but like i think that 
the main mistake that they might make with this is marketing it to gamers who I think will be overly critical and not, it's not the target audience or it shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Oh, my screen just did something crazy and now it's all blue. Oh, one last point to this before we get back in. Uh, yes. The Ace Attorney anime is a good example of this, exposing a lot of people to the story without having to play the game and hitting a different audience than those that would play the game. Well, there's a lot of overlap, obviously, but yeah. The Mario movie is a bad example. Yes. There is no story in Mario. <laughs> Everyone knows what Mario is. And why are we doing this? It's and bad. the only... I mean, the animation looks good. Again, they're they're marketing this to gamers and children. It's a children's movie. Um, and I'm fine with it being a children's movie, but why? Chris because Pratt? we are a children. Yeah. I am a children. Why Chris Pratt? Why would they do this? I hate Chris Pratt. Literally, honestly, I don't dislike anybody else so far that I've heard. That was in the trailer. I don't dislike anybody else. I, think- I love Keegan-Michael Key. Him yeah. as Toad, amazing. I was literally about to say Toad is going to carry this entire movie on his back. For he sure. is going to carry this movie on his back. Yeah. Um. I don't like Chris Pratt. It's so bad. Death to Pat. Death to Pratt. Yeah, and like so the way they animated his face too, like Mario's face. I don't love it. I like most of the other animation, but his face looks weird. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking. People about. were comparing. People were comparing him to like one of the Wreck It Ralph characters, and honestly, I can see it. I love Wreck It Ralph. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, unrelated again. Anyways, we can get back unrelated. to the game we're supposed to be talking about. Best video game movie is Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> is there a movie of that? Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. Oh, it is a movie. It's a video game It movie. is a movie. It's not a game. My brain is broken. Wreck-It Ralph is a good it's movie. It. They should make a game out of it. <laughs> it probably Every already exists. arcade game ever. It literally probably already it, exists. Hold on. I think the Wreck-It Ralph video game is supposed to be like based off of uh like in the show or in the movie is supposed to be based off of like donkey kong or something yeah hold on there is a video game they made a video game based on it for we you're welcome we've come full circle making movies into games (laughs) and making games into movies and making movies into tv shows and tv shows into games and games into tv shows and it's full circle circle of life okay so starting out uh with the actual content of the game um it lets you do a skill tree, which is so exciting. It's very D&D-esque. Um, there's actual like dice rolls in the game based on your skill tree, which is really cool. But um, yeah, it's like a super advanced skill tree. There are like six different categories, five or six categories with like so many different aspects within the I category. There's like four. So there's there's um there's intelligence, there's like emotional intelligence, which I think they call psyche. There is um like physical which i think they just call fizz which is just like strength and then there's uh the last one which is like dexterity essentially but i think they call it something else yeah you're right it is four let's i'm looking at it looking at a google image love that and i think there's six like skills yeah there's like category yeah you're right you're right you're so right. Why are you so good at smart? It's probably because I played the game this um, week and you haven't played it in months. Uh, hot tea. Hot tea. Hot garbage tea. Yeah, so there's psyche, physique, motorics is dexterity, okay. dexterity, and then intellect. And then there's within intellect, there's logic, encyclopedia, like a lot of those things. In psyche, there is susti- suggestion and empathy within psyche, physique, sorry, within physique. There's physical instrument and endurance within motorics. 
or dexterity motorics maybe uh there's like composure and interfacing so like it, it and then you know there's so many within there and you get to pick which ones you want to upgrade every time you get um upgrade points which is very exciting for me i love upgrading random things um <laughs> and i think that uh i think that it's like a really interesting way to like keep you engaged in like how your character is developing it gives you a couple set characters at the beginning so you can choose between like three already made versions of your character or you can pick your own i picked my own i also did both that times. i was going to ask if you did that because i feel like being given that much power was a mistake for me personally uh they give you 12 <laughs> points that you can put into the four categories so you could just go threes across the board or you can upgrade them i went five into intellect i was like i'm a cop I need to be able to understand. Also, for those of you who don't know, it's a mystery. It's a detective mystery. You're a detective. We'll get more into the story later, but that's the premise you need to know. And I was like... <laughs> also, prefacing, we believe in ACAB except for Kim Kitsuragi. Yes. Um, yep. I stand by that. Our favorite guy. Yeah. Um, continue, sorry. Yes. Anyways, um, so I was like, I need to be able to solve things. I need to be smart. So I'll put five points into intellect. And then I was like, oh, I also want to be like able to pick locks and explore things so i was like so i'll put three points into interfacing or into uh motorics dexterity dexterity yeah. whatever motorics motorics i don't even know where you're supposed to put the emphasis on that word but anyways um and then that left me with two for uh physic physique and two for uh psyche and uh let me just say that that was a mistake right off the bat the only two that matter for your hp are physique and psyche uh specifically the volition uh, skill in psyche gives you your morale hp <clears throat> and if either of these hit zero then you're dead and endurance under physique gives your like physical hp and so i started the game with two hit points in both categories and if either of them hit zero you die we'll get more into that and where i died later but uh i'm excited to find out where you died because i only died once in the game um at the very beginning so i also only died once towards the very beginning because i didn't realize that i could heal and I also didn't know that I had enough points to heal. It'll, like, if you, like, collect a healing item, it won't just store it in your inventory and make you actually use it. It'll just give you that, and you can press a button to heal either um, Volition or uh, Endurance. And then, like, it's really easy. Like, you can do it in conversations and stuff, like, during interactions. So. This also isn't a game that has combat at all. There's no, like, actual fighting in the game. There is, there, but it's not, like... There's a combat section, but it ends the same way. It's not going to end differently. Actually, it depends on your checks, so we can talk about that. Okay. But, uh, but I looked but up all the it's different not endings, like you can. so... Yeah, but you cannot, like, change that, so... Yeah, like, the, co the conflict starts the same way no matter what, and, like... Yeah will progress like even if you get all the checks right there was there will still be bad things that happen uh oh we should say spoiler section coming soon yeah spoilers um, we're talking a little bit vaguely for now but definitely like from here on out we don't want to be held responsible play the game if you haven't and then come back please it's really good uh this is honestly one of the games that i would say like anyone should play non-gamers gamers yeah i recommend this to my sister and she doesn't really game she should definitely play it, Ari, if you're listening and play the game. I think my roommate, Brittany, would really love this game. Um, and she's gonna be listening. She can probably hear me now. Brittany, I play think the she's game. Gonna like the game. Play the game. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think that, oh God, this is just such a good game. It's a really good game. Yeah, it got me out of like a gaming slump, I would say. I hadn't like really delved into any story games or like finished a game in a long time um, until I picked this one up. And I was like, I don't know, like this one seems cool. And then it just kind of like sucked me in and I became Disco Elysium. So you became Disco Elysium. Alicia became Disco Elysium. Wow. I know. I was thinking Disco Alicia. Oh, we should name the episode Disco Alicia. We should. No, that's a bad idea. No, we can't. We can. I'm fine with that. I don't think anyone's going to know your name is Alicia. I could tell them. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. No. <laughs> we should definitely Achievement name it something. Achievement unlocked for else. the listeners. Yeah. I know, but it would be funny. But yeah, I like the skill tree a lot. I think that it makes the game... Um, more interesting you have a lot more options and what you want to do I put a lot of my body or a lot of my stuff into physique or psyche not physique I didn't do anything in physique (laughs) um I did psyche and one of the strategies I developed later on was every time I got a point to level up a certain thing I would think about like what skill checks I wanted to redo because if you fail a skill check you can redo it after you've upgraded your thing so then I would think about like what skill check do I want to redo so like maybe there's one that's in physique that I want to redo so I'll add some skill points into physique so that I can um try that check again yeah and then I'll fail the check and try again (laughs) um Um, yeah so to explain a little bit more about how the gameplay like mechanics actually work so basically, these skill checks are done by rolling two um, just six-sided dice. And so there will be like a, a threshold that you have to hit like in D&D um, to pass the check. And that can be modified by your like just basic stat modif- modifiers. So whatever points you put in. Um, and as you go through the game, you get XP. When you hit 100 XP, you level up. Um, and that stays static. And also, you have clothing, obviously. Yes. You get clothing that can change the way that your things work out. You can drink alcohol and do drugs to change the way things work out which kim kitsuragi will get disappointed in you if you do a lot of drugs <laughs> yeah there's like a lot of different ways to boost these stats but yeah the main way um uh, is by leveling up and then also by collecting items um but yeah like as you go along there will be these different checks uh, there will be red checks which you cannot retry um and then there will be white checks which you can retry and they'll only they'll be locked you can't just spam retry them until you upgrade that skill so you have to even like applying an item or drinking alcohol may not necessarily open up a white check you probably will have to put enough skill points into that thing to actually retry it um and then each time you get a new skill point into that um skill you can retry it but so sometimes if i had like two skill points i would like put one into the skill retry it and then if i failed i'd put another one into the skill and then retry it uh, yeah, my example was I was so bad at physicality that I there's one check that you can do to lift a dumbbell in a like abandoned gym. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to lift that dumbbell. I never got to do it, but I kept putting skill into the one that I could lift the dumbbell for. <laughs> so that one aspect of physique was so high for me. Because I just kept wanting to lift it and it was still so low. It was still low enough that I couldn't lift it big big mood um also something to note when you decide your base stats um the amount of skill points you can put into something is capped by that number so you can only ever double unless there's like a specific thing that lets you like get that gives you more uh, we'll talk about the thought mechanic in a while uh thought as in a think thinking thought not the other kind um uh, but we're the thought mechanic yeah so. so we are the other kind we're the or the other kind of mechanics, yeah. the thought mechanics and the thought mechanics. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we've got that uh, 
anyways, wordplay. But they're yeah, so they're capped. So if I put like five points into all of my into my because that's my base stat for intellect, then I can only upgrade those five times. Same thing for um like psyche and uh physique. Since I only put two points, I can only upgrade those two times for a base stat of four, uh, which is really rough because you need some high modifiers. Some of these checks because you get so basically uh crit one, which would be two in this case because you're rolling two dice, is always gonna fail. And then crit uh twelve like success will always win um and then and then based on how high your skill check is just like D, based on how high it is um you add all your modifiers you have- to the number you roll and then if it passes the threshold for the check which they tell you what it is before you try it then you succeed um some of them are really really high like there's some that go up to like 20 that are supposed to be impossible um unless you yeah really- a lot of those ones are ones that I don't know. You don't really need to pass them to win the game. There's one, also like, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of, like a game that you don't need to pass, but it will actually give you a buff to something else if you've tried it. Uh, okay. And then there is there there is always a three percent chance that you succeed because of the crit success thing. But uh, yeah. Anyways, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say this game is super interesting because there's no way to win the game, like you can finish the game but there's no like successful win so when you're playing this game and you get these good successful you know skills like and you have your skill assessment like there's no way to do the game badly essentially like there's always going to be something you're good at in the game that you can succeed in um and that being said you have there are bad endings i mean no, there are bad endings. No, without a doubt. But yeah, I want to know what ending you got. Um, I think it's the same one you did. I think it's the good ending. I got the cryptozoology ending. I also got that one. Okay, cool. Then we got the same ending. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's the one I got. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I don't know if that's something that happened. I don't. We didn't get the. Anyways, spoilers. We'll get into that. The endings. We should do this in order. But <clears throat> yeah, sorry. But okay. yeah, I just think like it's like really you know, there's, you basically can level up where you want to when you play the game. You don't need to be super, super strategic in it to be able to be successful. There are going to be things that, like, you're going to want to level up to be better at certain things that are really vital to the storyline. But if you choose to go on, like, a certain political path, you can, you know, you can change the way you modify for that. So there's a lot of ways to play this game that, don't require you to be super strategic which yeah and there's usually certain like if there's like a check that you need to progress there's only like one time in the game where there is like one check that you have to pass to progress there's usually multiple ways to get around a certain plot point and to like advance the story yeah and there's sometimes like three or four different like skills you can use yeah usually yeah to do a check so like sometimes it'll be like you can either use intellect or motorix for this skill and like you get a different outcome depending on which one you pass but you can choose which one to do that you think you'll be most successful at yeah um i love this game uh, sorry it's really good it's a very good game <laughs> um it is like point and click style though so you do have a lot of not like nancy drew point and click where you have to like click to move everywhere but um you do have to like click on things and that's fun feeds my little brain um yeah there's like a little like um on the pc i think it's like tab to like auto select things and then like for me it was like the right stick would select things when i was playing on switch yeah 
Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of like it's very fun to like explore everything and like get the little dialogue options about all the different stuff. Yeah. And then so this game starts out, you are an amnesiac cop who wakes up with a huge hangover and is forced to reckon with everything that he has done uh in the past like three days uh that he's living in this town called Martinez, um, or this area called Martinez. He's forced to, you know, just reckon with everything that he'd done and he or you I guess are trying to figure out what you've done so that's part of the mystery and also trying to solve the mystery that you were sent there by the police to do which is a man was hanged in behind the inn that you're staying at and which is called what what is it called the whirling and rags whirling and rags um that's the name of the the restaurant inn yeah. But you have to um, figure out what's going on with the man who was hanged um, and then also figure out what is going on with you. There's also issues politically. There's a strike happening um, among the truck drivers and the people working with the shipping stuff. And it, that's in this area because it's like an industrial area. And you have to, you know, you talk to like the leaders of the strike. You talk to scabs, which are people who cross the picket line. Um, They're the people that they that the company hired to replace the union that is on strike. Yes, yeah. yeah. And scabs is like a term we use, like in real life too. Yes. Like it's not just this game, so that's kind of fun that it like does pull a lot. It's in like a future world, but it's still kind of in our. I world. think it seems like it's, it's an alternate timeline a little bit. Like, and I was going to talk about this a little bit. The technology is really interesting. Um, since I'm a huge nerd, uh, I want to. Oh yeah, it's all that. radio. Yeah, everything is radio. There's no video in this game. Well, there's video like as us playing, but like, yeah. there's no like TVs or like things like that. Like, it's all radio shows and radio gates and stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. Which is really interesting. I don't have an explanation for that in particular. But um, there's several, like, pieces of technology that you get to re interact with, and there's, like, this thing in particular, the radio computer, and I was thinking about it, and it seems like they just never made the jump to digital, um, because, like, radio frequency and all that stuff is an analog um, system of inputs and outputs, uh, but the, the way that, you know, modern computing works is it's mostly digital, so you convert from those analog inputs to just ones and zeros, um, which allows you to compress things and encode things and do a lot more advanced stuff. If we just had analog, we wouldn't have gotten this far. So it's interesting to see where they took that kind of idea. Um, it's not super relevant to the story, but I was it was a weird, cool piece of world building for me to kind of, like, twist my mind around. I, yeah, my mind didn't, like, fully focus on that, but I do think it's, like, a really interesting piece of the puzzle. Like, it adds a bit more. It, it's also a very audio-centric game, an aural-centric game, so you are listening to a lot of voice acting, so it makes sense to have that radio be the be the main thing. Yeah, there is the cameras, game. by the way, but they're, like, old-style, like, film like developing so i i would yeah a little creepy guy holding i would camera yeah i would think that they still have movies but they're probably just old like rolled film like you just you never have a digitized film but you don't interact yeah. with movies in the game yeah so i <laughs> this morning at 6 a.m when i wrote this i wrote among the overall mystery of the story we have to deal with the mystery of ourselves and then i put in parentheses deep so yeah, you that. can tell where i was at this morning um deep and uh but yeah i think like this very multifaceted like politically charged uh socially charged 
piece of work is very interesting. The game was meant to be very political. I feel like me and Lisi got non-political stuff out of it. Yeah. Because we both chose a centrist path because path because we're both non-confrontational and don't <laughs> want to be fascists, believe it or not. Yeah, but, and like um, even like the like communist side, like there was bad people on literally every side from like and it, it was all extremes, by the way. It didn't really let you pick a path that wasn't. You were either a complete communist or like a fascist. There was no like oh you're just a third. <clears throat> yeah. Wasn't there a third path? The third path was kind of just like a every man for himself, like yeah, libertarian. Yeah, so they called it like the entrepreneurial path. Um, and somehow I wound up in both entrepreneurial and communist. I, I think I led... Which does not make sense at all. I, I think I leaned towards a uh, communist, but I definitely ended up being pretty centrist. And in this game, being centrist is like the worst you can be and people hate you and they're like, oh, so you don't believe in anything? What are you doing? Um, and I think that's like such an interesting path because like, I feel like, I feel like, like politically, I don't know, we don't have to go into our own personal politics, but like, I feel like I cannot... I just like it felt so bad to choose fascism <laughs> and Kim Kitsuragi will hate you if you become a fascist yeah because like but... there's like a there's an interaction that happens very early in the game where like you see like a, a a truck driver and he is like immediately racist towards your partner um I don't I think Kim is does it matter what his ethnicity is I don't actually I'm assuming it's I mean obviously so Kim but... Kitsuragi is a so I think they call it like orient or something in the game I can't remember what it's called but it's something to something that has Orient in the name. Or was it um, Oranye's say that was Oran- Oranye. Oranye. Yeah. That's what it is. Oranye. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that is like a very oppressed class or um oppressed race in this world. Um, probably close to Asian descent. I mean, given his name he... is Kim Kitsuragi, I think it's safe to say yeah. that like that is the intention. I told you not to tempt such forces. Now, how about we go and do something worth the public's time? He has a French accent. <laughs> I know, I love it. It's great. Kim is definitely like a lot of people discriminate against Kim throughout the game. Yeah, people will just and be like either... very openly racist like throughout this. Um, and like you can choose to defend him or you can choose to hold back and he will love you if you defend him and he will be very upset if you do not. Yeah. So there's a way to lose the game by being racist. So yeah. Definitely, yeah. Which is also a choice. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of um, like autonomy in this game, which I really like. Um, I personally love games that have a ton of different endings and that change really depending on your actions because it really kind of takes the, the best part, I, I think, of the video game as a storytelling medium is player agency um, and being able to affect the outcome because it's not something that you get in a movie or a TV show. So I think it's really fun. Um, and there's no way to play this game the same way twice like definitely this game is so different no matter what you do like one skill tree difference can change the entire way that you play the game yeah and even just a failed skill check even in a skill you're really high in it'll give you a percent chance of success before you try anything but like even if you have a 70 percent chance to succeed you can still obviously fail and that will change the outcome of the story depending on what the skill check was yeah absolutely so i just think that's like a great part of the game um but yeah, we can get more into the story and the characters if you'd like. Yeah, so we have us, Amnesiac Drunk Cop. We have Kim Kitsuragi. He's great. We love him. Um, and he's like- a- You don't have to say it. What? Sorry. 
I was just gonna say you don't have to say that. Oh, the next one? Like... No, there's a annoying small British child named Kuno. If you want to do the accent, go for it. Ish fucking Kuno, can't <laughs> Kuno's Kuno pig? The fuck are you calling a third person? Kuno's the fucking first person? He looks slightly confused, but proud he came up with that retort. Incredible. And also, I love that they don't bleep out but every swear word, but they always bleep out the F slur. The F slur. I love that. It's great. I think it's I think it's super interesting that they did that. I think it might have been a censorship thing. This game was banned in Australia. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah, for a while it was banned in Australia. They don't <laughs> it was actually... like illegal to there's one there's one point where they don't actually blur uh where they don't bleep it out but it's because he's referring to a cigarette i yeah i remember that yeah but um but yeah it's definitely like an interesting choice um because they say like they say the c word they say um they don't say any racial slurs i besides the ones that they've made up for the game um yeah they like all this takes place in a um, we said it's like a fictional like alternate timeline kind of thing it's like 2050 i think is when the game takes place mm-hmm. um and you're in this place it's called... got a huge history yeah like there's the, so the history of this area is so vast yeah the history is like a huge part of the game too and i'll admit i skipped a little bit too much of that dialogue but um basically you're in a place called revishal which is like this like fallen capital of the world um that was like the place where a revolution took place um, by the Communist Party. It was a failed revolution, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like still a lot of animosity in this place, but the town never really got back to its former glory. In fact, it's like just kind of like one of the worst places to be generally. Um, and so it's just kind of in shambles and ruins and it's run by the union and it's like a mess. But there's a lot of political tension there as well. Also want to say we are pro-union in this house. Yes, uh, workers' I'm rights. I'm officially a part of I'm officially part of two different unions, so we're very pro-union. So anything we say about the union is not representative of our own personal feelings. Yeah, the union Um, in this game is really corrupt, um, but that's not... What isn't in this game? Yeah, literally, like we said, there's bad people on all sides, and there is no, like, centrist option. There is, but it's a bad one. Um, The moralists are terrible, too. So there is no good political option, and I think that that's part of the statement the game is trying to make, is that, like you aren't better purely for your ideas. You also have to act on them in a way that is good. Um, Oh, oh, one other thing that I really like about the game is that aside from your political uh, adaptations and like views and how that modifies, you also have like a social perception of yourself. So you can be like a rock star cop or a good cop or a mean cop. Like you have like a cop persona, a cop sona. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like such a fun thing to play around with because you can really like if you pick like one dialogue, you're gonna you can be like super outrageous and boisterous and like fun, and then you can pick another one. You can just be like annoying and somber, um, somber. So I think that's like definitely an interesting part of the game as well. Is like it's a lot like the the political stuff but it's a lot less high stakes and it's more fun to play around with for sure yeah yeah no, and i think they called it a copo type in the game um but yeah did they, really? they did and there's like a cop sona it's a cop sona now um but yeah no, that is a really fun aspect too because you have to, not only do you have to like figure out where you lean politically but you also have to figure out just kind of like who you are in general what kind of person you want to be based on who you were previously uh mm-hmm. so 
anyways, it's a cool game. Um, good game, good game, it's a good game. Uh, next up we have you put woman on the boat. I'm assuming you mean the woman who is the shipping container like representative that's supposed to be yeah. negotiating with the union. Yeah, I think her name was um. Ah, I have the wiki pulled up for this exact purpose. All right, where's where's the name of her? But this woman has a lot of um information for you about the world you're in so you can ask her a lot of questions about like the political and social state of our like current climate in this world and you can also talk to her about like the history of the revolution and the history of like the racism that occurred but then you also talk to her about like the current goings on um like the the uh a strike and stuff like that so um you kind of have to make peace with her yeah i think her name is like it starts with a j i don't remember uh, is this is gonna bother me i have the characters pulled up joyce messier joyce that's what it is her name's joyce anyways she's the she works for wild pines and is negotiating with the union we did it but yeah she has a very interesting um perspective on things she's a lot more nihilistic very interesting character and um helpful when you need her to be and not helpful when you don't need her to be so yeah that's always exciting and then we have the djs oh that's a little later we can do we can do djs yeah i was gonna set up kind of just like the beginning premise so you have um like the main conflict so there's the guy who was hanged um and he is part of a band of mercenaries that were hired by uh, the company wild pines that the which we figure out throughout the game that's not something that we get right away no sorry um that the union is on strike against um and so the union has their union leader, Everard Clare, um, and he's kind of just a mob boss, um, but, like, he'll have you do favors for him and stuff, um, and, like, be shady, and then, like, other characters will be like, oh, you're working for the union now, and the union is basically just a mob. So, like we said, the communists are bad, too. Like, he even has his own kind of squad of, like, uh, goons. Yeah, like, hit boys, I guess. They just hit men, I guess. They just kind of fuck shit up, you know? Yeah, and there's, like, so with the man man that's hanged there are people who like have strung him up and they are in the cafe of the place that you're staying at yeah those so are you the end up union talking to them yeah and they're like very important to the story and to like figuring out what actually happened uh yeah and they it's like so interesting because they're really not bad people and like there's yeah. also a woman who um is she pretends to be a gardener for a bit but she's also very important yeah um to the story and to them so i think that's like everything like that happens in the hotel is so interesting yeah like there's a woman that you flirt with at the very beginning of the game you can flirt with her mm-hmm. in the beginning of the game i did because i suck and she gets mad at you but she gets mad at you either way but she uh is also like incredibly important to the game and like important to the person who is hanged yeah um and so it's like such an interesting and this person who was hanged had been hanging up there for like seven days and like we've been in this town for like a while and have not taken him down and i just think that's like such like it just like brings back like how terrible of a character you are like how terrible of a person you were before you lost your memory yeah yeah so you get there and when you get the call he's been hanging there for seven days and then you get there and you go on a three-day bender and you're kind of like you piece together what happened on the bender throughout the story but um you don't remember anything at all and then like you leave your room and you see this woman and she's just like hey officer and you're like officer what the fuck is that um so like it's dramatic memory loss also you forget what things are like the sky and books so 
Yes. Uh, but you still know how to breathe. We also lose our shoe and we have to get onto the roof to find our shoe. Yes. Yep. Um, oh, I do want to say uh, the first time, the only time I died in this game was the very beginning. Um, you can turn on the light in your hotel room because you wake up in your own hotel room. Mm-hmm. You can turn on the light in your hotel room. And if you turn it on, uh, you'll get like really dramatic dialogue being like the, the force of the sun has has pierced your eyeballs. And like, if you leave the light on and don't turn it back off, you die. <laughs> and that is just like the dumbest thing ever. But I love it so much. Hilarious. And so the first time I played the game, I literally died within like the first two minutes. Um, is that the only time you died? Yes, that's the only time I died. When did you die? So um, early in the game, you have to go talk to the union boss, uh, Everard and figure out what happened and he has you sit in this very tiny chair that is very painful and you literally will lose points uh, like health points for sitting in it but you can't progress the conversation without sitting in it um so i lost one of my two health points for sitting in the chair (laughs) and then surprisingly that's not actually what killed me this conversation is not supposed to be hard by the way um, you only lose one hit point in each category, but I'd already lost one morale point. Not sure what from, but yeah. And then I, I had enough to heal, but I just didn't even realize that that was a mechanic. Um, and so he mentions that you're, you know, you've lost your gun, um, which again, on your drunken three day bender, you apparently lost your badge and your gun and also your, your vehicle. Uh, and Kim Kitsuragi is so disappointed in you. Completely. And he's horrified also because he's been trying to get in touch with you for like the three days and you've just been off going and drinking and doing god knows what and then he finally calls you and you're like hey i don't know what anything is and also i don't have a badge or a gun and it's just like somebody has your gun like officer um so yeah he is quite worried yeah but yeah so in that conversation he mentions that you lose your gun that he's looking for your lost gun because apparently you've talked to this mob boss before but you don't remember it um and you lose a morale point for that and then, like, the game was, like, heal immediately. And I was, like, I, what? Don't know how to, I don't think I have any of those. And then it's just kind of, like, you die. Um, and then it, that was one of the game overs where it gives you, like, um, like a news, like, newspaper ending. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different game overs in the game where, obviously, you can just pick up from the last save point. But the game over will take the style of a newspaper. Um, and it'll show you, like, a clipping and, like, the headline in the story. And mine was, like, uh, like, sorry cop decides to quit being a police officer and resigns and lives under a bridge yelling things at people um about his ex-wife and the force (laughs) did you have to just start over then uh no no i had a save point before that okay um it was because mine just made me start over because it was the very beginning yeah that makes sense but yeah i had already had like an auto save but i hadn't saved anything myself in a while so like i had to redo like 30 minutes of gameplay which was kind of sad but um it goes faster when you already know what's going on and what you need to do so it wasn't too bad yeah i do feel like i spent a lot of this game just kind of wandering around figuring out what to do and talking to people yeah i definitely um, used a walkthrough for some parts um else. i don't remember if i used i probably used a walkthrough for some of the like later game stuff because i feel like some of the puzzles get a little confusing yeah um but yeah it makes sense to use a walkthrough in this game um kuno is the best character ever and he is like there throughout the entire game and there's a point in the game when you can paint the wall um i don't know if you painted the wall i didn't i i kept failing the check even though i had really high intellect 
for no reason. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I can't put more points into this when I need them so badly in other areas. I painted the wall and I wrote, I love Kuno. <laughs> it gives you like four options to what you want to paint the wall. And Amazing. one of them was I love Kuno. And that's what I picked. Amazing. I don't think I ever got nice dialogue with Kuno. I think he just always hated me. So I don't know what you have oh, yeah. to do to get on his side. but I don't think he ever gets on your side. Anyway, I just think that he sucks, but I love him. Yeah, basically, he's a 12-year-old on meth, um, and he hangs out in the courtyard where the body is, um, and he's throwing stones at the body when you talk to him the first time, and then he, he keeps calling you a pig because you're a cop, and everybody in this town hates cops, and also cops don't really come to this town, which is, this is like the part of Redbridge that's called Martinez. I think it's like a district or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, the cops don't come around here a lot. So the town is basically just policed by the union. Um, and the hitmen for the union are called the Hardy Boys, um, which is fun. But it's named after the main character, like the guy whose last name is Hardy or something. Yeah, Titus Hardy runs the Hardy Boys. So they're his boys. Yeah. Um, they're his, <laughs> his lads, his, his good time crew. Yeah, that's Kuno. Um, and he has like a little friend, sibling. I don't know. Uh, and she hangs out on the other side of the fence, and her name is Kuno S, because you never actually learn her real name. And so it's just like, okay, it's just the female version of this child. And so, I don't like her. Yeah, she's, I like Kuno. She sucks, and you also don't really get to talk to her. Like, no, she just yeah. yells at you until you leave her alone. She doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but Kuno has a ton of dialogue. Uh, will threaten to kill you, and uh, there's a lot of different ways that, that situation can escalate. Yeah, lots of lots of he's the one who's throwing around the epsler and he says a lot of like r word stuff um yeah all kinds of r words um multiple um and just like a lot of things that aren't super great i think he's like probably the only trigger warning i would give to the game (laughs) yeah he's just and even then it's not a big deal but imagine like a british child on a call of duty lobby saying every single slur they heard in there over and over again but also if he was on meth and hated cops. <laughs> if you watch the show Skins, that's kind of what he's like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. It's like, I like him though. I think he's fun. Um, I think he's a, he's a really good character in the fact that I disliked him um, in the game. But outside of the game, I think he's really well made and written and is a good character. Um, very, like, very fitting of the setting. Um, and it was, it was good. Um, and there's like a lot of different, like, children that you interact with like not like a ton obviously you're mostly talking to adults but the voice acting for the kids i think was really good as well um just like a general comment so yeah there's like a bookstore owner and you can talk to the daughter of the bookstore Mm -hmm. owner um the bookstore is really interesting a lot of the information in there i didn't read all of it but there's a lot of background on the lore of the world which is super interesting um and I got a lot of that at the beginning so I kind of had more of a grip on like what was going on with the union and stuff so I thought that was like really cool but yeah by the end of the game you get a little fatigued and don't want to read anything (laughs) yeah for sure there's a lot a lot of reading and a lot of dialogue um and like I listened to a lot of it and there it was really nice like the more like impactful like emotional moments but like there was also a lot that I just kind of like skimmed over um but I got most of my background of the world by talking to like a former fascist uh soldier um the one playing like ball in the by the water yeah there's like two uh retired soldiers that are friends and you also find out that they were fighting over the same woman for their for her entire life and she never picked one of them she just kind of bounced between them until she died um slay yeah anyways i don't know why they didn't just become a throuble seems like 
they should have been given that these two guys are seems self-explanatory so i don't know either that or they should have yeah. just been like brother husbands you know but anyway husbands husbands um but yeah they play this little like ball game i don't know what it is you just it's kind of like bocce ball but not really and it's like made up i don't know yeah anyways and it's like horseshoes and bocce balls i didn't combined. bother to to like watch the game happen before i just took one of the balls and just yeeted it into the sea <laughs> i didn't do that so i didn't do that it gives you a minus one to a lot of the checks um because they're like upset at you for like losing one of their balls and then you're like oh i'm sorry i didn't realize that this was not how you played the game <laughs> And like so funny. Kim looks at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but you can find a replacement ball and give it back. And that gives you a plus one back just to just to level you out for those checks, which is, is fun. And I did that. But yeah, speaking of reading books in the game, you can do that to pass time, um, which some points is useful. And so I read a lot of it. And there was like this one that was just about like all of like the main like figures from the important like historical stuff from the game. Um, and then there was one about the different types of uh, cockatoo, I think. I read that one mm-hmm. and decided my cockatoo type because I needed more XP to level up a skill. Um, so I was doing a bunch of side quests at that point. There's also a dice maker at the top of the bookstore. Yeah, I really liked her. She was um, cool. I did her little side quest. Like, yeah, I love that. There's a lot of like really interesting characters in this. I feel like everyone is like very multidimensional. There's a lot of people in the uh apartments you can go into a lot of the apartments yeah um and kind of snoop around and there's a lot of people in there which is like really fun to look through yeah the apartment Um, building is cool there's also a thought um speaking of the thought mechanic we haven't explained the thought mechanic Um, oh my god (laughs) so you can use skill points to open up more thought slots as well uh and basically what thoughts give you is you'll depending on your dialogue options and depending on the options you pick when you're in internal dialogue um because you talk to yourself a lot um that'll give you certain options to develop certain ideologies or thoughts but yeah so thoughts will give you different options um i think we need to yeah talk about the thought mechanic i think we need to go across the bridge um soon because we're just we're going on a while so oh fair yes we should do that okay so thought mechanic allows you to internalize ideologies and different like Yeah, ideologies, I guess, is the best way to put it. You can also use ones to discover and try and, like, reach back into your mind and remember things that you've forgotten, um, like your birthday. So there's one for that. Uh, I feel like I didn't do that a lot. Yeah, no, I didn't actually unlock a lot of these slots, um, but there's, like, a couple that can impact the outcome of the game. Um, And my points in physique were so low that um, I couldn't actually get the body down because I couldn't look at it without vomiting. So Okay, I got past that. I did, I did eventually to, like, get past up. this, but I had to level yeah. up endurance twice, and then um, I kept vomiting. I got so, really lucky with my, I think, with my role there, I think. So if you, if you fail it twice, um, it gives you a new thought that is a volumetric shit compressor um, <laughs> <laughs> so that you can get your shit together uh because kim tells you multiple times to get your shit together um he's like you're a cop god damn it um and so that's so amazing i didn't get that yeah and you like and you're like why is it so hard why can't i like look at this thing without vomiting and he's like because you're hungover you sack of shit um but we love him anyways <clears throat> he's nicer than that oh he puts us in our place correctly yes but he's also like polite about it i don't know i love him he's so great um anyways 
So you get um, that thought to unlock, and then basically what it does is it just gives you a plus six to that check. <laughs> that's what it does. Nice. So yeah, that's how I got past that section of the game. Um, also, in order to get into the uh, the docks, the shipping like container yard, shipping yard, container yard, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, you have to get past this guy who's like guarding and you can either do it with a physical check, but obviously I have no points in that. Um, but you can also become his race pupil and learn all of his fascist bullshit and spit it back to him well enough that he will let you through. And that's also a thought. That's what I did. That's what I did. And then I promptly, promptly deleted that thought after I no longer needed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, the thought mechanic was definitely an interesting and kind of fun thing to play around with because it did like help you a lot in a lot of the things you had to do but it was kind of hard to figure out which ones you wanted to unlock and which ones you were like okay with keeping locked yeah yeah it's not unlock unlock but like which ones you wanted to like internalize as yes yes that's it yeah and then like there's like a time mechanic it takes like a certain amount of in-game hours to like internalize the thoughts and stuff like that but it'll give you a buff while you're internalizing it and then also a different buff after you've internalized it um, or debuff, but depends on the thought. Um, but yeah, there's ones that you can try and use to remember things. And anyways, do you want to go to the fishing town? Yeah, we can go to the fishing town. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about before the fishing town. Did you tell the officers at your precinct when you radio them that you'd lost your gun and badge? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I did that too. I didn't like lie to them or anything. And then also, I thought that it was going to give me a game over just for reading my police ledger, but it doesn't. It's just like part of the game. But if you read, like, there's, like, a postcard from your not-ex-wife, ex-fiance, I think it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, like, if you remember, like, too much about her and you get sad, then you, like, pass out. And then, like, Kim is like, are you good, fam? Um, And I really thought it was game over. It seemed like it was going to be one. Um, Yeah, so you do make a call to your precinct and um, you find out that your precinct is, like, kind of the worst but also like the most badass in terms of solving crimes and that you are like one of the best detectives in the whole Revishal area yeah like Like, you're like a legend you've solved like 200 something cases in like 18 years or something and yeah like an insane amount and also like like you're not like a terrible terrible well you are a terrible terrible person um there is like a different thought that you can internalize that tells you like how terrible you are um and that gives you buffs to different things there's one that I did that was like it's about like how much of a sorry cop you are i don't remember what the name of the thought was but um if you internalize that one, i didn't need a game to internalize that (laughs) if you internalize that one you find out that you have kidnapped a woman and held her hostage in her in your apartment you have um oh what were the other bad ones that was just the one that stuck out to me but there are other bad ones like um you've shot some guy in the leg that like definitely didn't need to be shot in the leg you beat a uh, what's it called you can also find out some of these by reading your ledger you beat um like a suspect that was literally just drunk and disorderly but you beat him almost to death um and so now he's like bound to his apartment i read all the case files um and there was interesting stuff in there but yeah basically you're a bad guy but you've only killed three people so out of 200 oh cases uh, and that was like a big win for us yes and kim is like surprised by that he's like oh i thought you were like a genuinely bad cop like a genuinely bad person um and i figured that number would be higher um so because like there's not like a lot of repercussions for these cops for killing people just like the real world um oh my god <laughs> 
And just like a reflection of our wives, wow. our lives. Um, and so a lot of cops obviously have higher numbers than that. So Kim is like surprised. He's like, oh, like, and he has like a lot of respect for you. Uh, but yeah, to the fishing town. So the first thing you see when you cross the water lock, which has been broken, but you can cross it on the third day, is a car that is sunken in the water in like a glacier kind of. Uh, anyways, um, and you're like it's yours it's yours yeah so you sit on the bench with kim for like an hour you guys are like chatting having a nice time you're waiting for the tide to go down so you can see who this car belonged to and then you're like oh oh no it's mine uh so you find your badge your badge is in the car um and other fun thing um you have the rank of lieutenant w freighter which means that you've declined a promotion twice um and so Kim respects you a lot for that. He's like, oh, that's like, you're like really well decorated. Like, you must be good at your job. That's crazy because I thought you were terrible at it. Kim really likes to build us up, right? Yeah, he's great. The ending monologue, we love him. Um, He's so good. But anyways, he like goes, like Kim goes from being like really disappointed in you and like just straight up concerned that you're having a mental break to like, this like weird form of like respect and like admiration that somehow amidst all of this you're still a really good detective because you still like solve the case obviously and you're like getting people to open up and tell you things that they wouldn't um and there's like a lot of stuff that goes on um and you're doing all that with the memory loss not even having any of these skills exactly um and so this is just like your raw detecting ability also speaking of uh, raw detecting ability a lot of this is like shown off in like your confrontation with the hardy boys um and trying to get them to reveal everything about the case because they admit that they just um that they hanged him straight off the bat they're like all of us did it there wasn't one of us that killed him we just decided to lynch this guy together um because and you're kind of like well that doesn't make any sense like why would they admit it all right now like or who are they protecting yeah um and so they're like kind of protecting the girl that you see at the beginning of the game that you can flirt with and it goes terribly or you cannot flirt with. I didn't flirt with her. Um, cause I was like, wow. I respect women in this house. Miss Lisi. Let's go. Um, we respect women. Here. Um, anyways, but yeah, she winds up, she had a relationship with the deceased and then, um, you like talk to her for a while and you figure out that. So they try to say trigger warning, um, for like sexual assault stuff they the hardy boys try to say that uh they read the reason they hanged this guy was because she because he raped the other girl whose name is clausier um and she says no we were in a consensual relationship like we were just kind of together um and she says he was shot while he was basically on top of her yeah so what a what a way to that's something anyways uh he was like sniped he was literally sniped from a distance um and like that takes you a while to figure out there's like some speculation that it was on the roof um and then it turns out there's an eighth hardy boy that's actually a hardy girl um and you like have to pull that out of them slowly but there's also this authority check that you have to make and authority is a skill that is in the psyche column and i had no points there and it took me so long to get there and i like and this is the one check that you literally have to pass or else you can't progress. Um, and it's like hard too. And so <clears throat> I had to level it up like three times or no, I had to level it up twice and then try and find all the items that I could. Um, and then at one point I s- quick saved before my next attempt, but I quick saved from within the room and then I didn't pass the attempt. So I loaded the quick save. And when I did that, it locked me inside the room. <laughs> so I had to go back to my previous save. <laughs> Yay! The one thing I like about 
I do like about the saves in this game is that there are a lot of saves files. Like yeah, it keeps like it a whole... keeps a log of your back like of all your saves. It keeps a quick save backup, and it also keeps um each auto save and each like full save that you do. Um, and then the quick Which saves is, get over like it, up but... to like up to like 15 saves so you can yeah. really go back to anywhere in the game if you need to yeah it's which really i great. think is really nice uh i like that a lot appreciated it very much um performance issues is a good time to talk about those because this is one of those um the game was a little bit laggy for me um like there would just kind of be stuttering especially when i was playing it in like docked mode on the switch when i was had it on my tv there was a lot of stuttering there um and there's not like a ton of movement in the game like aside from running around the map and the map's pretty big um but that was where i saw it the most was there'd be a lot of stuttering when you're moving around the map um but again most of the game takes place in dialogue so this didn't really affect the experience too much um and it's not like you really need reaction time um literally speaking um in the game there is something called reaction time that you do need but outside of the game you don't really need it so wasn't that bad yeah but yeah, it is like a little frustrating when it doesn't go the way you need it to. Yeah. So it took me a while to pass that check. But um, yeah, once you get all of that, you learn that they were together, that he was shot, and then you're trying to figure out where the shot came from. And so that leads you across the water. Uh, you find your car. Uh, you're sad about it. You, uh, yeah. Anyways. You get your badge, though. Yeah, you do get your badge. And you so you have that. And then <clears throat> after that. So I just need our gun. Yes. You still have to find your gun um we think it's in a pawn shop but it's not in the pawn shop and yeah also you can find out that the pawn shop guy is like literally on drugs if you pass like a drug check there's like a drug sense thing yeah Um, he's on like uppers or something yeah um some like acid type drug yeah um so then you go from your car into this little fishing like a former fishing town um it's basically all of the people who just don't want to live in the city proper Um, who have been living in this town for a really long time and have been there for like literally just the downfall of their like businesses and it's a really hard area to be in there's some kids the kids are very sad (laughs) um but I and there's a mom she's a single mom and it's like I don't know it's just like a lot of women in that town Mm -hmm. um there's an old woman who somehow knows everything um yeah but it's like a really it's an impactful area i think um i i spent a lot of time talking to everyone there um there's also some dudes who are like drunk and want your your alcohol and i think they have your gun don't they have your gun they do not have your gun um so they they address you as tequila sunset and you're like sorry what yes the fuck and then they're like oh yeah you came and like partied with us after you crashed your car uh and you were like, oh, yeah, let's all talk about how terrible our lives are. And they were like, yeah, and you talked about your, like, ex-wife and, like, your cop stuff. And then you said you were done being a cop forever. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. And you're like, oh, this is embarrassing. And Kim is just kind of standing there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, nice. Great guy, great guy. But yeah. Uh, and then the hilarious part of interacting with these guys is the one called um, Idiot Doom Spiral. Uh, he... Literally, he says his entire life went downhill because he got locked out of his apartment once and could never get back in. And I'm like, what? What? So I never even tried. I He doesn't elaborate on like what happens after that, but he says that it's responsible for his girlfriend breaking up with him, him losing his job, and him winding up where he is. And I'm like, why couldn't you just call a locksmith? My guy. Or the tenant. Like the tenant. Or not tenant. Like the landlord. Um, the landlord. 
Yeah, he says, he, oh, he didn't have any ID on him. So like there was no way that anybody would have even known it was his house. But it's like, there's got to be another way, my guy. Like, I do think like one of the, well, you also get like a sweatsuit from one of these guys, which is kind of fun. Your sweatshirt, right? I don't remember. Are you trying to find one of their sweatshirts or something? There's like a sweatshirt involved. But um, these guys aren't that important to me. They like give you some information, but like beyond that, they're not the most important. They're kind of funny though. You go further up the coast on this little fishing town mm-hmm. and you find DJs, yes. period. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have some interesting house music. I would call it house. Um, and they're- It's electronic. There's a side yeah. quest that says help ravers start a nightclub and you can help them start a nightclub in the abandoned church on that side of the fishing town. Um, I didn't do that one. I had already done a lot of side oh, quests at that point. I didn't do this one. It was so interesting. There's like a creepy woman who lives in, or creepy man. I don't know. Well, there's the crab a man. I had to still interact with yeah. them because there's like the radio computer that the one woman owns that like helps you figure things out. But when you, so when you get the church all set up, you help the scientist and she sets up in there as well um, in the church and she's very thankful for you. But then there's also um, that the crab man is like still there and just like hanging out while the all the DJ happenings are going on. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, the the raver guys are, are fun. They're they're cool. I like them. Um, but yeah, at that point, I was just like, I want to solve the mystery. I have enough skill points, uh, and also I'd sold the filament that helps you complete that to the pawn shop. So I was like, mm-hmm. you could have bought it back, but. I didn't have enough money to do that. I kept paying for the stay at the Whirling and Rags, so. Oh, can't relate. What did you do? I just didn't pay it. Wait, how did you not pay it? I I did pay it, but I, I wouldn't pay it until the end of the day. Well, yeah, that's what I did, but I would not. Have oh, enough, okay. Like, the yeah. currency in this game is called Real, and you have to earn enough or, like, find enough. Because you can find it around the game. You can also sell bottles at this like convenience store. Um, and you can also sell stuff to the pawn shop. That was the way that I was able to make enough, actually. First night, there's literally no way for you to get 100 Royale by the end of the first day. So him will like sell some fancy hubcaps that he had to the pawn shop to like help you pay for your stay and the damages because you've completely destroyed your hotel room. Um, and then the like owner, who still doesn't really like you, is like, okay, fine. You can keep staying here as long as you prepay every night. For your stay he has a taxidermied bird and one of the tasks is to steal a t- or to take a taxidermied bird from one of the uh the fishing town's houses and give it back and give it to him as like a peace offering and he's so thankful when you give it to him we forgot about the cryptozoologist yes the wife of the cryptozoologist yes this is important um so the cryptozoologist wife uh this is also like another like side quest thing you don't have to do this complete the game um, i i like it i think it's fun. i like it cryptids are cool um so she exists in the whirling and rags um and so you can talk to her a couple of times and if you talk to her enough she'll be like oh yeah like i'm worried about my husband and his friend they're looking for um like a cryptid over on the other side of the water lock and you're like oh it's broken they'll be back in a couple of days um and she's like oh thank you for telling me that but like if you once you get over there would you like tell them like would you make sure that they're there and like find them um and they're looking for a phasmid um it's this like cool bug thing i didn't really listen that much about the bug uh it looks it looks like a praying mantis it's like a giant it's just a gigantic uh, stick stick bug. bug yeah it's like a they said it's three yeah. meters tall which is very tall for a stick bug how tall am i in meters like two no each meter is three feet so you're like one, one and, and a half. half yeah 
thanks for for doxing how tall I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm also like not quite two meters. Um, but anywho, but yeah, this guy's huge. Yeah, he's large. Uh, and he's a big bug. But anyways, you find the husband and the uh, other guy if you go far enough down the coast, and you can complete that um, side quest. Um, yeah, so you can send the husband home, but then there you can do more. Like, you can do more with the Basmid stuff. So you can, like, help them actually find one and catch one. Yeah. I didn't really, like, um, do a ton of that with the quest, but, like, at the very oh, end. Oh, I did. Anyways, you can talk about it then. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I don't have anything else to say. I just, oh. like, I did, the, I did, like, every task I could in this game. Like, if I got it, I did it. Nice. Um, do you want to talk about some of the end game stuff? Um, so yeah, how the mystery got solved and like those under tunnel beach things and stuff like that. Yeah. So first, I'm going to mention there's a couple of people that you see, um, just different points. Like there's a cop and another cop in the whirling and rags that you interact with, and they're like, "Do I know you guys? Like, you guys? I don't know. Are you from my precinct?" And they're like, "Uh, yeah, we know you, but also fuck you." And that's the end of the conversation. And then there's this other guy who seems surprised that you don't recognize him. And he talks to you about, like, this mural that he's showing his son down on the boardwalk, like, on the other side of the fishing town. But anyways, if you explore for long enough and you've figured out enough of the case up to this point, you can go into and stare at the side of this wall. Um, and there's this check for shivers, which shivers is supposed to be, like, your attunement to the city um, and, like, to the, like, people in the history. It's, like, spidey sense. like Yeah. Like, it's, like, your innate uh, ability to, like sent something yeah i didn't pass this check um and the walkthrough incorrectly <laughs> led me to believe that i would have to pass two of them so i leveled up that skill a bunch collected all the clothing i could just couldn't pass it it was 20 it was really hard could not get it um this is the one where if you try to open a door that's literally unopenable it will give you a plus one to the check um but didn't help me i couldn't get there and it finally gave me an option for encyclopedia instead which again, I had really high points in intellect, so this worked, um, where you can kind of figure out why you're staring at this mural and like see stuff. And then there was like a perception check that I also was able to pass where you can find <clears throat> there's like a hole, there's like a manhole cover underneath this building that you're trying to get into. And you're trying to find this, the eighth hardy boy, which is the hardy girl. Um, you learn her name is Rudy or Ruby? Is her name Ruby? Ruby. I think it's Ruby. Ruby. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you find, so Ruby helped Clausier moved the body um, after he was shot in Clausier's room. Um, and so you're trying to find her because you think she has something to do with it, or at the very least, she has more stuff she can tell you. And so you think she's in this building. You can get th there through the um, under part, which is like this manhole cover. Um, and that requires a, phys uh, a physique check. Physical instrument specifically is the skill. I did not have any strength, so I could not do this. Uh, but there is a ladder that you can climb if you have good enough hand-eye coordination. I man managed to do that. Uh, the the game bugged out for me at this point, actually. Kim just teleported to the roof. <laughs> You're supposed to let him in through a door at a different point. I didn't know that, and I opened the door after the confrontation with Ruby, and he walked in, <laughs> but he teleported outside the door. He was there for the confrontation. He teleported outside the door and then walked in again and was like, yeah, let's go solve this. <laughs> and I was like, it's my brother in Christ. We solved the crime. Um, but anyways... No, he teleported up to the top with me and just, we kind of went down. And like all of the interactions still worked and I was still able to leave. But you have to leave through that door, which is why I didn't trigger until later. Anyways, you find Ruby and she uses a sonic weapon on you. I kid you not. Um, she has like headphones on or whatever, but like you lose a lot of health and like morale during this. So like the, the 
I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I did die quite a few times in this part of the game. Yeah, there's like to keep going back. The walkthrough warned me was like make sure that like you leveled up those skills, make sure that you have a lot of healing items, um, and you should be able to sustain like five points of damage each um for like most of these encounters in the late game and also like do all your side quests because if you haven't done them you can't do them after this this is the part of the game where shit gets real uh it also moves very quickly from this point on because you've already solved most of the crime um but you talk to ruby she tells you over the loud noise of her sonic weapon um a lot of interesting stuff and then at the end um if you pass a uh physical check to move just knock over the sonic weapon um then you have a chance to apprehend her but she has a gun and she like threatens to kill herself and then there's a um what's it called i think it's a rhetoric check and this was my special skill this was my signature skill i chose rhetoric and i didn't i didn't know if rhetoric was going to be useful or not i thought it would be for talking to people and there is there's a lot of points where it's useful um it was also a lot more politically like it seemed to unlock different yeah. like options in the dialogue for me for like holding like a high level political conversation, which is like not really what I wanted. But <clears throat> anyways, it was interesting because there was like a when you're having conversations with people, it'll have many checks that it'll just auto succeed or auto fail based on your like skill level. It'll like do some RNG in the background. Uh, I think I picked empathy for my because I'm an empath. Yeah, we love an empath. We love an empath. Uh, I think I picked empathy. It did not help much. <laughs> empathy isn't really that useful, surprisingly. Um, you would think that yeah. it would be more useful, but anyways. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of like rhetoric checks like during conversations with people um that just happen. And so like for the like conversing with people stuff, it was very useful for all of the like actual checks to progress the game, not so useful. But here it mattered. Um, you can talk her off the ledge. Um, or maybe it's logic. It was one of those. Uh, but you can talk her off the ledge. Um, and basically the only way you can do that is by saying you'll let her go. So you let her like run. Did she, did, did you do that? I let her go. Yeah. Um, if you fail the check, she, um, I think she kills herself. And then um, <clears throat> there's also a way where if you don't destroy the instru- like the sonic weapon, then she gets away. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't want her to kill herself. Girl, don't kill yourself. You're so sexy. <laughs> There's a game over, actually, if she kills herself and then you say you don't want to be a cop anymore. It's like a dialogue option. You don't have to say it. Oh. But if you say that, then the game over's. Um, oh. And then... Uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And then you can try that part again. But anyways, she goes. You never see her again. She skips down. Clausia has also skipped town at this point, which, like, Kim is like, damn, we should have arrested her. And you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't think she did anything wrong. She's also on the run for corporate espionage, corporate espionage but, like, you know... It's okay. We forgive her. She's allowed to be all of your life. She's allowed to be a corporate spy if she wants to. It's fine. Anyways, so you go, and then after that, you um, I, I don't remember what you had to do in like Martinez, but you have to go back over to the mainland for something. Yeah. And then um, you go back. I think it's just to report everything that happened and like talk to the Hardy Boys again. Oh mm-hmm. no, it's the confrontation. I forgot about this. Oh, yeah. Crap. <laughs> you go over to the mainland. There's so much left in this game. Oh, my God. I know, right? So you go back to the mainland, but all this stuff happens very quickly. So you go back to the mainland, and immediately, like, you get, like, a, like, you get a little bit of a warning. Like, your intuition will, like, warn you. Um, I think it's, like, your cop sense or whatever will be, like, hey, there's a, your there's a fight sense. coming up. Like, make sure you have all your strong items on and you have your gun equipped. Um, and then... Because if you don't have your gun equipped, you're, like, basically screwed for this next section. So I equip my gun. I have all my healing items ready. I'm all good. Uh, The next, and then I put a skill point into hand-eye coordination. Because I was like, if it's telling me I need my gun, then I'll probably need some hand-eye coordination. (laughs) So, because I had, like, a skill point that I hadn't used. Um, And my strategy with the skill points was to wait 
until I needed them to use them because it would reopen oh, okay. a lot of checks and stuff like that. And I, well, I, I told know you that I would just, I would just put them in the checks I knew I needed to do. Right. Yeah. So like similar style. So yeah. Similar style, but like I never waited. I just, I'm impatient. I'm just like, I'm going to. I would just, yeah. Because sometimes I didn't know what checks I would need to redo. So I would be like, okay, well, I'll just wait. But yeah, so it immediately, you walk into this confrontation, the Hardy Boys and the mercenaries, what's left of them anyway, which is I think three of the mercenaries are left. Um, They're in a standoff. They're both like, we're ready to fight. The Hardy Boys, I think, don't even have guns. I think only like one of them has a gun. And then um, all the mercenaries have like automatic weapons. So there is like, they all have automatic weapons. They also all have like super high quality, like armor, basically. Um, And so essentially it's going to be like, a complete massacre so you step in um you wave your gun around and say like hey stop it and then um, there's some like reaction time stuff and a lot of checks happen here um and like most of my checks succeeded i don't know how but like literally all the important ones did um i think you have advantage in this part of the game like i do think like it gives you a bit of advantage there is some stuff that happens if you fail them yeah but i do think no i mean just like i think that you have advantage in a lot of your roles in this game or in this part of the game. I don't know. That would make sense. Like secretly. Maybe. Um, That would make sense though. But yeah, it you're able to, um, I managed to kill the guy. I, to be fair though, most of my checks had like at least 60% or better odds. Um, and like you get some plus ones for this if you choose the right dialogue options. So like there's definitely ways to improve your performance and odds. But yeah, so you wind up shooting one of the mercenaries and then another, then one of them shoots you, and then Kim shoots that person, and then um, you get shot again by the last one, and then, um, and, like, the Hardy Boys are trying to help, one of them gets killed, and then there's another one that shoots you in, like, the stomach or something, or, like, the side, anyways, you go Mm -hmm. down, Kim is trying to help you out, um, and then there's an authority check, and this one's really critical, Um, and if you manage to, like, you know, will yourself to, you can um, warn Kim that there's the last mercenary behind him about to shoot him. Um, and if you do that successfully, then he turns around, shoots the guy, and then you wake up in your hotel room and he's been taking care of you for a few days. Um, yeah, I passed that check. I passed that check as well. I looked it up what happens if you don't. If you don't pass the check, he, uh, Kim doesn't die, but he goes back to his precinct in the infirmary to be taken care of, and you don't have him for the rest of the game. Um, and so for the final, like, confrontation with the actual killer, which you find on the coast, um, more on that. On second, you actually have the option to take Kuno with you. <laughs> Kuno will offer to come and be your partner. And then the only way you get a bad ending is if you decline his help and also if you've been drinking. But more on that in a second. But it's pretty easy wait, for the game. Wait, you're telling me I could have had Kuno as my sidekick? You could have. I'm happy I had Kim Kitsuraki. I, I would have been really sad if Kim died. Me too um or even just laugh yeah so so anyways so that um is that's kind of like a deciding point for one of the endings um but anyways both of us we had kim to go with us so he takes care of you for a few days and then you wake up and you guys go and you're like kind of still bleeding kind of still limping kind of a mess um and you guys go and explore the coast and you find this guy holed up in a shack and he's like an old um former communist soldier and he still sees himself as an active communist soldier because he says, oh, we never surrendered. So I'm still fighting. He's on the prowl. Um, and he has one of his like sniper rifle weapon things. And he used it to shoot the guy that Clausier was sleeping with because he had some like fascination with Clausier. He had like seen her around. was like, oh, pretty young woman. It's like this very creepy, like old man, like sexual fantasy weird thing. Um, 
and then so he kills the guy was there something about like his wife or something and she reminded him of that or something was am i misimagining i don't think he ever married okay i think kim chalks it up to like oh when you're like alone for this long because he's been hiding out on this island for 40 years um he's like when you Mm -hmm. live like this for so long like your mind just kind of goes to fucked up places uh But anyways, and that's his motivation for shooting the guy. You draw all this out of him, and then um, you're like, oh, yeah, we have to take you in now. And he's like, what? No, don't take me in. And then there's a perception check, which uh, I think you might also have advantage on this as well, because I definitely shouldn't have passed this. But if you pass it, um, you see the phasmid that they were looking for, the three-foot-tall stick bug. Uh, I didn't actually get Kim to take a picture. Did Kim get to take a picture for you? I think he did, yeah. Okay. Well, he failed to take a picture of mine, but it's fine. Um. But he tries to take a picture, and he's like, holy shit, they weren't, like... Because he, he kind of thinks that they're all insane. Um, and you have the option... To, the, the crypto. Yeah, you have the option to think the crypto hunters are insane as well. Or you can just be like, oh, you know, this is totally legit. Um, I was totally into it. I was so ready to do all of it. Like, I did all of the tasks that the cryptid guys need me to do. I was more of, like, the, uh, interesting, not for me approach. But, uh... I think that makes sense for the two of us. Yeah. Yeah, that does... That, that tracks. Um... But anyways, yeah, so you you find this this phasmid thing, it runs off, you find its nest, um, you can poke around the nest, and then um, the guy goes into like a catatonic state where he's just not really responsive, and then Kim's like, oh, let's go get medical help um, for this guy. And then you go back and you see the people that you thought you recognized, that you thought were from your precinct, and they're like, yeah, we're actually your partners. Um, and then also the guy on the boardwalk that like was surprised you didn't recognize him and they're the major crimes unit and apparently you are the head of the major crimes unit and they're like hey yeah you're kind of fucked you've been fucked for a while your like ex-fiance left you six years ago and since then you've just kind of been on this like depressive spiral for six years um and you're like oh that's a long time uh wow and then they're like, this isn't the first time you've blacked out either and, like, lost your memory temporarily, but, like, you always go back to the same shit. Um, and so they kind of, like, just, like, roast you for a really long time. And then Kim has your back and, like, tells him all the great things you've done. He's like, dude, he solved this, like, really, like, complicated case. He, like, got a bunch of people to, like, open up to him and, like, tell them a bunch of things. He also discovered a new species. So, like, what the fuck? Um <clears throat> And then he'll also comment on, like, your political ideology. So for me, he, like, made a comment about how I was, like, somehow an entrepreneur and a communist. And he was like, I don't understand how you could conceptualize those two together. But, like, okay, go off, I guess. And then he, like, talks about that. And you have the option to, like, recruit him to work at your precinct. I picked that option because I wanted him to come back with us. Um, there's also I picked that, too, because I think that's what he wants, too. Because our precinct is, like, a better precinct than his, like, more yeah. notorious, I think. Yeah, and, like, the, the chief of our precinct is, like, really well-known and respected. Um, and so he, he was like, oh, I would have a chance to work with that guy. That's really cool. Um, and so he comes with you back in the car, and that's the end of the game. Uh, credits roll. But if uh, but I was immediately like, oh, I want to know how else it could have gone. Because obviously, like, things can go wrong. Lisi and I played this game pretty similarly, which I feel like is probably a pretty common, I think the way that we played the game is probably pretty common for how a lot of people played the game, especially like, you know, picking more apolitical stances and picking, or like more neutral stances, I guess. Yeah. Um, The less extreme. And I think we both, we both tried to do a lot of the tasks and try to make relationships with people and try to be good people and like try to play it as if we were playing ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think if I... I started playing a new save, but I had other things to do, so I never got around to finishing it. 
But um, I think if I were to play it again, I'd probably try to do something way extreme, like try to go fully, um, like fully on one end of the political spectrum and just really dive deep into that part of the game because I don't think I got a lot of that in my first playthrough. So I'd be interested in that. But sorry, keep going. I just think it's like interesting that we kind of played the same way. We got the same ending to, and how we kind of had like a same similar, you know, play style for this game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Bus. We're like the same. So cute. Uh, great minds think alike. Anyways, um, but yeah, this game, I would A, recommend heavily picking a preset option. <laughs> Please don't make your skills yourself. Skill trees intimidate me period. I also think it would be fun to roll a dice for your skill tree. Yeah, that would also be fun. Uh, I think, you know, just rolling a d12 for all of them and just figuring out, or d6, whatever, for what you want. I think that would be, like, a really good way to get a good randomized option. Yeah. I also don't even want to know how playable the game would be if you had one skill. I don't think it would be playable. I don't think it lets you do that, actually. Um... But anyway, we'll have to play around with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so alternate endings. There is the ending where you t- you don't recruit Kim. Um, not like you tell him you don't want him or anything. You just don't select that dialogue option. He'll just go back to his precinct and that's it. Um, not much else changes. And then there's if Kim is uh, recovering in his infirmary and you take Kuno with you, you have the option to recruit Kuno as a junior officer, and then he comes back with you, or you can just kind of leave him in Martinez to rot. Um, and then mm-hmm. there's the option where you refuse his help and Kim is in the infirmary and you go alone. Um, this is the only one where you can really get a bad ending. And then, so if you've been drinking, um, and if you've done any drugs, then you, there's a chance you get the bad ending, but you can also save yourself if you've internalized the particular thought wasteland of reality, um, which like makes you a better person, I guess. Um, and if you've internalized that, then you're okay. But basically in the ending confrontation, um, if it's revealed that you've been drinking or that you haven't. Um, and, and that you haven't internalized that thought, then they'll just leave you in Martinez to live in a shack. Uh, otherwise, they bring you back with them mm-hmm. to the precinct. But yeah, the only bad ending is the one where you live in a shack for the rest of your life, I think. So, any. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously multiple game overs during the game. Another thing that's interesting that I want to talk about is the profile picture. Um, so, your guy will have just kind of this blurred out, like abstract um, self portrait at the beginning of the game. Um, it you, looks like a dolly photo. It does look like a dolly generated photo. I wonder if what if what would happen if you put in like disco Elysium, disco Elysium. profile image. I've never used dolly. One of my friends at work has like a account set up and everything. You can use dolly mini, I think, just like regularly on the internet. Anyways, we'll post that on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so if you look in the mirror, you'll take a morale damage because seeing yourself is so horrifying, but it will update your uh, profile to show you as like this bloated, horrible man. Um, it's quite visually jarring. Um, Kim looks like put together and nice and most of the other like profile images for other characters look nice, um, which like show up when you're talking to them, but yours just looks like god awful. Uh, you also have an option to shave. If you shave at a later point in the story, you find there like a razor and some water, you that changes your profile image as well. Um, Kim doesn't like it if you shave. He is like, uh, I think I liked you better uh, the other way. And he's like, oh, because it covered up like my disgusting mess of a face. And he's like, yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. But you can't undo it because um, you've shaved. So anyways, and then there's also if you go far enough down the fascist ideology, 
it will change your profile picture because you'll put yourself together more. You'll like slick back your hair. Um, and then there's like a shaved and unshaved option for that one as well. Um, and it'll also put like this like halo behind you or whatever. Anyways, because you like believe you're so superior as fascism. Um, <clears throat> but those are all of the different uh, profile pictures. I thought it was interesting how they used that. Um, what else can I think of? Is there anything else that I wanted to talk about? Oh, there's an ending. Uh, it, it's a game over, really. It's not really an ending. Where if you're trying to get the body down, um, eventually you enlist the help of the Hardy Boys. But um, if you try to shoot it down yourself by like shooting where it's hung to the tree, you can pass this check and get the body down that way. Or if you crit fail it, you'll shoot Kuno S and she dies. Um, and that's a game over. <laughs> so you have to try it again. Um, and like the newspaper will be like, ah, town in mourning, child shot by cop. And it's like, oh, oh no. Um, so yeah, I think that's most of the interesting ones that I read about. I just want to say, like, I think the art style of this game is so pretty. I think that the music is gorgeous and it makes you feel so, so, I don't know. There's like a euphoric feeling in some of the music that is like really awesome yeah and, I really like the sound design I thought it was great and obviously the voice acting is incredible and I just really think there's a lot of really great parts of this game that are so so good and I'm just so happy that you played it Lisey because I've been asking Lisey to play this for a while now yeah it's also been a while since we've recorded the podcast so to address that That's life great. has been crazy and I started a new job yay um but now back to gaming and yay, we're going to release episodes. Woohoo. Um, okay. I think we have talked enough about this game yay. to give it a proper rating. So what would you rate this game on a scale of 1 to 10? Where 1 is a very bad game and 10 is a very good game. I think that this game was really, really great. It's not like an all-time favorite for me, but I would recommend it to like literally everybody. So for that, I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I love this game. I think this is one of my favorite games of all time. I feel so impacted by it. I could literally talk about it for years and not say the same thing twice, although I probably have said the same thing twice many times in this conversation. <laughs> but it is really just such a, an amazing game, and I love it. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's very, very good. I really liked it. And I definitely recommend it to literally everybody. So play the game. It's fun. It's good. You don't need a lot of hand-eye coordination to play it. It's good. Yay! And and now for our gluten scale game, or gluten scale for the game, one being a very gluten-free game. There's no food that would hurt us in this game or things that would hurt us in this game. Um, and then number five would be we would be pooping so bad. We would have the worst stomach ache ever. We would not be able to hold in our poops when we saw the dead body, our pukes when we saw the dead body um, hanging on the tree. I think that this game, because there's alcohol and beer did specifically. You, did you steal the sandwich from the old man? No. I did. And I consumed the sandwich. So I would okay. be dying. I think because alcohol and because food is like in the game enough that like it's a consumable object and like gives you certain boosts and stuff I think that this would be like a four out of five like you can play the game without that but it is like a part of the game that is fun to explore yeah I would say since it's optional um I would give it like a three out of five because it is completely optional you don't have to consume any of it or interact with any of it but um yeah it is like drinking gives you a lot of buffs 
eating the sandwich gave me some buffs um so like that is a big part of it did you do a sober run by the way because i went i did the sober i didn't do completely sober no i did a little bit of drugs i didn't do any drugs i drank a little bit of alcohol did some drugs and kim gave you an honorable honorable mention for it at the end it was like yeah he hasn't drank at all this week like oh yeah kim kim gave me disappointing shakes when i drank so sad i didn't do a lot i didn't do a lot of alcohol but i did drink a little bit um that also makes sense for the two of us (laughs) let's be real Okay, what achievements have you unlocked, Alicia? I have a dog now. Uh, she's a chaotic force. What are you doing? She's eating a blanket <laughs> right now. Um, thanks, Sam. Anyways, she's great. She's a woodle, wheat and terrier poodle mix. Love her to pieces. She is fabulous and can do no wrong, even though she eats everything. She's teething right now, so yay. Nice. Um, achievements I've unlocked. I moved to a new apartment um i'm no longer living alone uh which my poor roommate had to hear me talking about this game at seven in the morning um uh um yeah i'm i moved i got a job at a library so it's it's very part-time so i'm still working at starbucks but i'm still pretty you know i'm still there don't love it i'm doing i started my schoolwork so i started doing grad school which is super fun and very hard um yay and yeah that's that's my achievements we have a lot of things we could talk about because we haven't recorded in like six months but (laughs) yeah there's a lot um, but it's 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 all good we can we can pepper those in yeah fun things for you guys to discover achievements for you to unlock um backstory lore all that fun stuff but yes it's been it's been a wild few months but i'm glad that we're recording again because i missed podcasting i i've missed talking about games with someone who wants to talk to me about games and i have missed having I don't know having a fun little project to do like something to to hang around and do for a bit that's been nice uh to think about this yeah okay I guess we can just plug our socials that we haven't updated in so freaking long I'm gonna start posting on the Instagram I already prepared okay so I'm ready nice so you can follow our Instagram and see the reel coming soon um at gluten-free gaming pod we can we have a Twitter at gf gaming pod uh, we have our email. Please email us. We love to hear from you. Glutenfreegamingpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes to help get the word out about our, our pod. And you can also rate us on Spotify. Ooh. We so far do not have enough people who have rated us to show our average of stars. So please give us a rating. I am probably the only one who has rated us. Let's be real. <laughs> I think I rated us. Yeah, okay. Please rate us. Okay. Please do it. I'm going to make my roommate rate us. Come on. Ready? <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on this little journey with us. Uh, we are so excited to start posting more podcasts again. Season three. And season three, uh, we are still figuring out what all games we're going to be playing because we end up always changing our catalog yep. uh, of like pretty much we've, every single We've tried time. to set one every season and not once has it actually come out in that order or even those games. So, yes. yeah um so we're going to try a little harder uh to to not 
worry about the planning and to more worry about like what we want to do um and yeah we're really excited to be doing more with this so yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time bye Later skaters. <laughs>